Warning, this podcast is not responsible if your shameless Fujoshi past haunts you when you hear this opening song. God, are you still singing the song? Spicy Marmalade. Oh my God, it's been so long since I heard that song and it's been so long since I've done this podcast. Um, it's been a year and it's been a crazy year, heck, very hectic and crazy year. I've been uh, conducting lectures, conferences, talks, thesis stuff and uh, it's still crazy actually. I'm already at the tail end of my thesis and so... I've been writing like crazy and been editing my thesis like crazy, but uh, I had to bring the podcast for many reasons. And the most important reason is my blog just turned 10. Um, Otaku Champlu turned 10 this year, just this last August 20. And I'm like so stoked. And that made me look back many things like why did I b- build this blog why did I do this blog at all why do I even have this domain why do I keep doing it for 10 years and I realized I still love talking about manga and BL and all that jazz and it was a perfect opportunity for me to not miss out on posting this podcast which I recorded uh, last year with two of my awesome friends Erin and Maya uh, my Finnish Fujojo brothers uh, they visited me here in Sydney and we had crazy shenanigans and so on and we talked about Finnish fandom and libraries before tackling a question that Erin raised in Twitter and her question is if you were to build a BL starter kit what would it be? What would be in the starter kit? And a reading list, uh, maybe for people who have not read BL, who are curious to try BL. And, you know, the random stranger would just ask, like, so you're a BL fan, what's that all about? So it was a fantastic question. And I'm happy to share our conversation about our BL starter kit. So, dozo. <laughs> Speaking of now, now that I have a grasp of like what you got, what you guys as fans and as readers have access to, and one of the things that I found interesting earlier was that how publishers approach you with regards to the kind of BL that you want to bring in, which um, reminds me of a conversation that Aaron and I had online about um, having some kind of a starter kit. Like, what would you? consider when that question was asked to you Erin and I guess to a degree now that the question is also passed on to me and to Maya um what did you think immediately or what were suddenly what's in your head when that publisher asked you what what would you like to bring in first or what kind of titles would you like to bring in to this public uh, like Mm. that has no not not awareness but like you kind of want to jump start um, BL in yeah because it, it was asked as uh, of us by a friend who was uh, related to kind of like the translating process of it like what kind of titles we'd recommend and 
It was a really, really tough question because at the time, obviously, that kind of situation would have those restrictions like no porn and blah, blah, blah. But if I could like throw away all those restrictions, I would start thinking about the question again from the perspective of like, who is the, the target demographic? Who am I sort of aiming at? Am I aiming this at someone who is sort of kind of interested in BL but has never kind of gotten into it? Am I aiming at someone who has maybe read a few of the more popular older English titles or something Mm. like that? So I come at the question from the perspective of trying to find the golden middle ground to try and Mm. cover as much scope as possible, like, Mm. you know, the Finnish publishers who do those animal titles because they just want an audience. But obviously, that being said, I still want to represent BL not just as the most what is the most marketable about the kind of what I feel represents the kind of um, like an objective truth of what you can expect from this genre as a whole, what kinds of themes, what kinds of style, what kinds of things in general that kind of that you can, you can sample different aspects of it and then slowly gravitate towards the one, the things that you are most interested in. Because I found that when I got into BL, that was the kind of thing that, kind of drew me in was realizing that you can find your own own subsets of things that you're interested mm. in but in order to find that subset subsets you kind of have to sample a lot of things to you know find what you're interested in so i started looking at the question from because you were asking me like like give me like three titles which, yes yes it's yeah, hard yeah it's, it's, it's really hard, hard. but i did manage to narrow it down to a few things because in in my quest in my attempt to find that golden middle ground i kind of wanted to tackle both themes and style and the first thing that i started with was actually the same the, the thing that we were thinking of for the publisher question like what would we publish mm. in finnish and that was seven days by takarari hito because to mm. me that title kind of embodies a lot of the things that i would gladly stand behind as a reader i mean to note here all the titles well apart from the next one i'm going to discuss are not necessarily my favorite titles but they are things that i feel represent the genre really really nicely for someone who is interested in, in getting to know more but also anyone basically who wants to know more about bl as, as a genre yeah. and the reason why i picked seven days was because it combines as one really popular topic which is schoolboy schoolboy romance and I wanted to pick something that would kind of have this doki doki sort of fantasy like happy sort of story without it being too naively in a sense too sort of um, you know overblown because the, the story is quite subtle in the way that the narrative like progresses mm. and the style of Takarito in general her art style is not too sort of in your face animal you know the way that something like love stage for example is and and I personally really like the way Takarito does does art but it's, it's kind of like an, an interesting series for me because it manages to tackle that middle ground of being sweet and sort of doki doki, but not being too overly sugary sweet. It has that kind of slight bitter sweetness in the mm. background, which, as for, for me, to recommend that for another reader would. The, the reason I, why I would recommend that is because they kind of get that whole fluffy aspect, but also realize that there's something more behind that mm. fluffiness, that there's something that they can expect from these. Like, even if we're dealing with schoolboys, even if we're dealing with something really kind of fantastic and 
and sort of unrealistic, mm. then still you can tell these stories in a way that kind of has a touch of realism behind it. And, yeah. and I really, really would sort of recommend that to someone who wants like a, a crash course into the fluffy, but also the sort of individual side of BL, not just the stereotypical, like, oh, there's these two boys who fall in love and blah, 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 they bang in a you know, broom closet <laughs> or something. Because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with stories like that, but I would like to introduce someone to a story that has something slightly more than that okay. to kind of give the idea of what to expect in the future. Okay. And then if I go on with my three titles, the second title, continuing with that kind of something more idea, was that I did want to introduce an artist who is kind of exceptional in a way, but mm. in a way that isn't too far out there. Because I was talking about how at the beginning when I got into BL, I was introduced to a lot of these really, really great artists like like Nakamura Asumiko and STM and and even Natsume Ono, even though we, I can't really talk about her in, 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 a, in, a, in a BL sense because the work that I read by her wasn't necessarily BL. But mm. artists who are kind of really sort of individual and like they have this personal style and this artistic ambition to yeah. their work. And when I read those titles and then I moved on from those, I kind of felt cheated. Like, this is the best that BL can offer. Why would I bother reading anything else? That kind of thing. And that was something that I kind of stuck with for a while because, you know, I was like, no, no, I don't want to read like stupid shit, blah, blah, blah. Until I kind of realized that... You can have both. You can have artistic ambition and still tell stories that are sort of simple, but, you know, that, sim- that simplicity doesn't make them bad in, in yeah. the slightest. And that's why the second title that I picked was by SM, but it wasn't one of her, like, really artistic, really out there things, like, not centaurs and weird shit, but I picked Ultras, which is a story about <laughs> two, yeah. two rival sort of sports fans who get acquainted with one another and end up falling in love and the reason why I picked that was because it shows one of those artists who are really ambitious about like their art style again it's not like generic animal thing but the story itself is it's easy to get into it's easy to understand you don't have to like bounce back and forth between tenses and and past and present or be like super blown away by some weird artistic narrative it's it's fairly simple it tells a story but it's also told by a person who is has has a slight preference towards the more artistic so again it's a middle ground between being really ambitious and telling a story that is really heartwarming and mm-hmm. really really nice and I I mean Ultras is probably my favorite story by SM because it it's so compact like it delivers everything that she's capable of doing and doesn't spiral off into different directions so mm-hmm. for me that is something that would kind of show the side of BL that is really ambitious and and sort of critically acclaimed even like something like that something that has street credibility but in a way that doesn't trick you into thinking that that the stories necessarily have to be really complex or weird or something because Mm. it's a simple story and i love it for that and i love a lot of bl stories precisely because they are simple they don't have to be super weird or Mm. you know complex to be touching and that being said the third one (laughs) that i chose because i've been talking about these like ambitious or slightly different titles for the third one I picked I picked Jungo as an artist because she's not necessarily my favorite artist. She has a 
tendency of being like her art style is more towards this sort of generic animal style like it's easily recognizable and her style of stories is usually a bit too melodramatic for my liking like she like goes all in with the emotion and I'm kind of like let's reel this back a bit but that's exactly the reason why I chose her as my third title because that also represents a huge variety of BL where the style like does not have to be like super quirky or super personal it can be good even if it's sort of like heavy heavy (laughs) quotation marks generic there's nothing wrong about being generic if if that's your art style and, and a lot of people love that and a lot of people are drawn in by that aesthetic I mean that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking about like the middle ground because I know that not everyone likes Takarai Hito style not everyone likes SM style but there are a lot of people who would go for the uh, the Junjo Romantica kind of thing and find something like Junko more approachable because it kind of reminds them of that you know like, or like love stage I would rather put them towards Junko than like you know than anything by that you know those artists because uh well the, the title that I kind of picked by Jungo was uh Kasano Shitari Futari which um the title that I picked by Jungo was Kasano Shita Futari mm-hmm. which is uh again this kind of this really melodramatic story about this guy who falls for his kind of like a senpai figure in a way who has this kind of like friends with benefits kind of thing so there's lots of feelings involved and lots of kind of unrequited things and lots of crying in the rain and you know the shit like that and Mm. it's a good story to kind of understand the side of bl that has to do with like the heartbreak side because i was talking about um Takarai Rihito and SM, like these heartwarming, fluffy things. But a lot of BL is more about like the sort of darker themes in terms of heartbreak and so this angsting, like unrequited love and really wanting to be with a person that you can't be with. And even though Junko does it in a way that I personally find too melodramatic, I still find it a good example of that sort of middle ground stage that tells those kind of stories. And her art style is something that I find really approachable from the perspective of someone who is used to like watching anime a lot or this and that. So I find that her, like, even though she's not my favorite, I still respect her as an artist to be able to do those kind of stories without being because I personally don't that's the reason why I mentioned love stage because I was kind of put off by that story and I think feel that even though Junga doesn't like hit all of my boxes she still hits them in a way that I can appreciate and read and find something enjoyable in them and so she would be the third title to re- represent the kind of like the uh, the sad stories in BL okay. and I mentioned that if I did get to pick a fourth one <laughs> so just to know, round this up. Yeah, cheating. But I'm going to add a bigger bonus, bonus okay. one because I would have added um, one of the um, titles by Ogareto Tanaka, and I would have picked. <laughs> I don't don't laugh. I always talk about Tanaka, but there's a reason why I'm, I'm picking her because I would have picked Renai Robi no Tanashi Furikata, which is not my favorite Tanaka title, but I would have added it as a companion for the Junko one, as in some this kind of new wave BL so to speak where you have these really serious sorts of themes or not even necessarily serious themes but the the way that the narrative works is kind of it's realistic the the emotions that we deal with are realistically handled and the people are kind of broken but not too far in and they're kind of they deal with emotions that are not necessarily that melodramatic or that fantastic but they are kind of realistic to me and they feel really relatable and the reason why I would pick Tanaka to do that is because I think she's one of the uh, the better 
artists doing those serious topics and her art style is again one of those that is it does have a personal flair to it but it's also not weird or quirky enough to put off people who are not necessarily used to to you know more sketchier styles that she has a really really solid style and grasp on like panels and pacing and everything so that would be the kind of artist that i would add as a fourth bingo bonus after you've gone through these three other things to uh, like this is the ambitious side again but still kind of easily approachable when you realize that oh well bl has more to offer than just you know funny haha bosom and dance kind of titles like if that's your kind of thing yeah. if you want the melodrama by jungo but you know more realistic compact package then i would push you to a sonica like definitely and and, and the reason why this with much love yeah yeah i mean <laughs> Renai Rubi, fan of Tanaka, so. yeah renai ruby is not my favorite tanaka title but i think again that would be a title by her that is like it has these serious topics but they're not too serious and they're not too weird or they're not too something because that's kind of like the uh, the theme of my starter pack is that you have all these themes all these styles all these styles but they're not they're not the extremes they're somewhere in the middle so that people can find something relatable mm-hmm. regardless of where they're coming from they can find something that seems familiar enough so that they can get into it and then explore and kind of find their own path towards the kind of BL that they like whether it's the fluffy seven days kind of things whether it's the kind of more ambitious like artistly like SM or whether it's the mm. kind of like heart-wrenching melodrama by Junko then they can pick their style and then find more artists and more titles that suit that you know preference okay that's a good answer that's actually uh very <laughs> as, as a theme of our for of her trip in general, it's a very smart decision. <laughs> yeah, smart. That, well, that's actually a very smart selection. Yeah, because I would have yeah. also done my. I I do agree that in in creating the starter kit, one of the first things that I kind of had to contend with was how am I going to build that list? Yeah, and building that list. On favorites is like unfair. Yeah. Because I know my taste is very questionable. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like all our tastes are pretty questionable. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, if if I picked like just my favorites, it would be filled with with titles where te- there's teenage boys beating the shit out of each other. That would all be you know just that and yeah, Danica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not exactly a bad a good place yeah. to start for <laughs> <Exactly>. some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how about you, Maya? What were your before I go with mine? Um, yeah, Maya, what was your own um, standards in terms of like building your starter kit as well? Yeah, like when uh, did when you I was... come it from a position of a librarian? Or... <laughs> well, not exactly. Like I don't really mm. approach BL as a librarian, <laughs> but no. I mean, I... if you think about it within the context as a librarian, by that I mean. You're curating, for example, yeah, let's yeah. say a, sh- a shelf in the in your in your library. You yeah, yeah, like of course, like I have thought stuff like that before, but um, I thought I would ap- approach this um, in a bit different way. Like I was thinking about titles that have like when I was still getting into BL, mm-hmm. uh, that would have like there were titles that drew me in more, like they made me mm-hmm. love BL more, or made me more curious about BL. Mm-hmm stuff like that mm-hmm. so um one of the first titles it's uh it's really or, or it's kind of similar to the jungo title uh it's by home run ken uh, mm. i want to become your bird mm, yeah, yeah, yeah like it's a title i read really long time ago 
but it stuck with me for a long while. I see its flaws now, but it's super melodramatic. <laughs> but it's still like I I have warm feelings towards it, and it was really a title that has like all the elements. Like the art is really nice, and there is this like drama. Like oh my god, I fell in love with with my sister's boyfriend. Oh no, and. Like, it has strong, big feelings, and I think mm. that is something that many people look for when they read BL, mm-hmm. and that is something I also many times look for when I read BL, and it was one of those titles that really delivered in yeah. many ways. Like, it, the plot is really clear, like, because in many ways, like, in many titles, there is, like, the, there is not, like, a clear plot, like... Mm. It doesn't have the kind of... Uh, what is the drama um, Like the, for example, the, the, the plot structure of the, the new mod climax yeah. and all of that jazz. Yeah, yeah like yeah, like it has the climax and it like has a re- very satisfying ending and everything. And it was actually also one of those titles I was thinking about recommending to our friend who wanted to try, try like translating BL in Finnish. Because it doesn't really have a, a graphic sex scenes. It has a few sex scenes, but they're like only re- referred to, and they're not graphic. Mm-hmm. And it's a one, like it's a one shot, like short, one tangobon story. So mm-hmm. it would be like easy to do in Finnish yeah. as well. And but I like even without the Finnish aspect, I would still like, and maybe maybe add something like that to my starter kit because it drew me in Uh, of course like it doesn't really I don't know if it really represents BL as it is now anymore (laughs) like (laughs) so uh, well I don't know Homer can't still publish it so yeah she's still not like she's not what what kind of because I haven't heard much of her lately like I I think it's because well partially also to the biases of of BL fandom in general Mm -hmm. we're in of course, they tend to already purchase the same magazines month mm-hmm. by month, and yeah. it's always Cab, it's always um, this so and so. Yeah, magazine. I read her uh, story like from one year ago in Dear Plus. Mm. Like it was one shot, like only one chapter. Yeah. But like I haven't really like she used to be like people used to scanlate her stories a lot, but nowadays not yeah. so much. Well, yeah. So she okay. has been kind of. Under when, the cover, some, yeah. under how do you say it? Like probably she's, she's probably become not really unpopular, but just kind of like under the, the radar. Under, under the radar. radar that's there. what I was looking yeah. for. Yes, under the radar. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, well, any other titles in your list? Uh, yeah. Like, I guess I would also have like SM on my list because she was one of the artists that made made me really appreciate like the artistic side of BL or like get more into it or like see that there is there really is like there really are ambitious mm. mangaka in BL mm. as well. And um I would I don't know, like the first series I read by her was H called Blue. Yeah. But it's kind of complicated or like yeah. I don't know, it's told in a little bit like in a weird way mm. but like uh, Red Plants the Fool- Foolish is yeah. a title that is like I think it's one of her really solid titles I like I, I also love Ultras I really like it <laughs> but like uh, if I wanted to like present like what SM kind of 
really so like what is her like really stmish story then that would be red blinds the foolish like of course nowadays she, she is doing a different thing like that is not exactly what she's doing anymore but mm. but still yeah, she's, she's now been labeled as the the bakemono yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, after Sankar it's like she's now known for like oh minotaur, now yeah. she has a minotaur on the yeah, yeah. but yeah, I like in a way, because it has the balls and everything, so red blinds the foolish is still kind of like her thing, in, a, yeah. in a way, like still very very SM. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, and she still loves she still loves going to Spain and on the whole torero thing. <laughs> yeah, and then like Irene already mentioned Seven Days by Takarari Hilo, and like I guess a title like that would also be on my list because mm. that has always been for me a title that when I read it first it felt so fresh like I, I was like of course like it, it's been many years since Seven Days came out but when I read it it felt really fresh like I had read some BL already but of course I hadn't like I didn't have the experience I have now but mm. like even now when I read it I really like it mm. and like, uh, well, if you wanted to, like, go to the schoolboy section, like, have some kind of schoolboy series, like, of course, like, Dokusei by Nakamura Azumiko is also one of them. Like, I know yeah, that... it would fall with 70s. And... Yeah, like, in a way, like, of, like for, for my criteria, it would also fit quite well, because Dokusei was also one of those things that felt, like, really fresh mm. when I first read it. Like, it wasn't, like... In a way, it wasn't like, oh my god, my whole world exploded, in a way, Mm. but it was still, like, it's still one of the, like, titles I really, really like. Yeah, Dokusei was following after, well, what I feel was, like, something that has been established in terms of narratives by the likes of um, previous authors, like Yoshinaga Fumi, for example, has established Mm. a kind of um, atmospheric narrative where you're trying to read mm. in between the spaces and mm. the tension of the characters etc yeah. and she, of course it just becomes fresher because of her art style yeah. so to speak well although a friend of mine also said like oh you know reading Nakamura Asumiko actually brings me back to Takemiya Keiko and I'm like that's right <laughs> yeah, she, has that yeah. Very, she has that very floor, floral kind of very elaborate and lavish yeah means. and if you go uh, back to like Nakamura Asumika's earlier titles yeah, like if you go back to Cheno Subete it Cheno Subete feels it really feels like like uh, some kind of like uh, homage how do you say homage it homage to, to Keiko Takemiya like all the all the, all the, the boy, boys and, yeah Motohagio like European the, like European yeah, yeah yeah like Cheno Subete with all the school scenes it really felt like allusion to yeah 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 initially this list was uh i told him to give me five but then out of time and i kind of know that it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna take a lot of time and even if i want everyone to hear it probably don't have time to hear it all but uh when I drafted, when this, when Aaron first raised this mm. question to me, I drafted like 10 things. And 
my basis, same thing as you guys said, like what were the titles that drew me into BL, what made me, what were the titles that kind of made me think that there's something interesting going on mm. in BL. And one of the things that kind of sustains me as a BL reader, because mm. starter kits are kind of difficult. It's like a first aid kit. You know, yeah. these are things that you kind of pull immediately. And to a degree, it has to be, for me, it has to be something I have to stand by or believe yeah. in because my life as a Fujoshi <laughs> relies on it, so to speak. And, you know, I, that's why I, I firmly believe some, to a bit, it has to be my favorites because yeah. it's one of those, like, I'm going to stand by this title. Yeah. Um, but I also have to recognize that this is something that has to be accessible as a title, which mm -hmm. is, I do agree. I mean, great I, choices. And one of, one of the questions that, because whenever, obviously, like, the biggest question is like the perspective that you start building that, start mm. to get from. And for me, the one of the reasons why I could not do it, like primarily from the same kind of perspective as Maya did, was because if I built my kits on things that sort of had a huge impact on me, that would kind of pre-necessitate already being aware with certain titles in order to appreciate something being fresh, for example, or something mm -hmm. being different. And mm -hmm. for me, that kind of negates the idea of someone getting into something or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or sort of not being as sort of art, uh, sort of artist-driven. So that yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. for me, that sort of the artist takes a backseat yeah. to mm -hmm. the actual title. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, and, true. And, and that's, true, that's true because of the content has to yeah. matter. But again, that's just one perspective of just yeah. building that story. I mean, at the very least, if the story itself catches, mm. I mean, the start, the, the idea also for me with the starter kit was that if I like this work so much, I'll end up reading works that are yeah. similar to it or mm. this author's mm. works itself. And so I had a list and I, I was around 10 titles. <laughs> and... Um, well, yeah, my list for me, the, my the main purpose of my list was to present the diversity of BL because yeah. that's one one of the things I firmly believe in, like how com how yeah. how you can get a lot of things with BL, etc. And um, actually, the first thing that comes that came into mind was an old favorite of mine, and it's dear to me because it was the first type first BL title that was shown with my face by my friends. And it's a story by Yukishi Mizu called Love Mode. And it's oh. Out oh my god. And it's, oh my god. And it's outdated, I understand. <laughs> and it's really, really old. And but the reason why I chose it's because it has the crazy shenanigans mm. of BL, of everything that is still being used today. It has the formula of, you know, the Yakuza guys, mm. the teacher, the the sensei, and the younger apprentice, or, you know, it still even has the problematic, I am not homo, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm falling in love with you, that line, it's yeah. there. And it still also has the romance that has been, even the, even Yoneda Ko's bodyguard <laughs> is there. Okay. It, has such a diverse set of characters and storylines that are wonderfully woven mm. and seemingly believable for a 16-year-old. I mean, most young BL readers would have gone there. Yeah, yeah like I also used to read Love Mode. Like, I, I loved it when I was 16 or something. Yeah, <laughs> when you're young, that would have been something that would have engaged and caught your attention yeah. and, like... 
I hope the world would not collapse. Like there's this one volume, I think it was, oh, the precious volume five, <laughs> where um, the character who was in love with this, the young character, Naoki, I think, who fell in love with the owner of the host club. See, I've just gone through like all of the professions of, <laughs> yeah. of an entire BL genre, of the entire genre in just one series. Yeah. And he was like saying how falling in love with Reiji because this boy has lost so much in his life, he feels like he could already die after having been loved by Reiji. Like, no, you cannot <laughs> die. You have just shown this man love, you know? And so that, that is like my first choice. Because mm. I think for any girl who, who would read it, it, would have gone through that. I'd like to share that experience with them of, <laughs> you know, this is someone who's never read BL before and would probably be annoyed 90,000 galore on the title, but would still end up reading it anyway because of an engaging story that kind of makes me feel like romance is yeah. happening between these men. And so love mode, the dearest love mode is there. <laughs> and then like, see it? And you're like giggling. So that's one. Um, because when you get to love mode, and then my idea is that as soon as you read love mode, you kind of want to read the other sagas. Yeah. And then you kind of hook up with Nakamura Shungiku, and then kind of love-hate relationship with Junjo Romantica <laughs> and Sekaichi Hatsukoi. And then even the tropes of the sundares there. Yeah. So you have Reiji, it's like my favorite sundere, but no, 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 it's not him. It's not him. Oh, God. I'm, never mind. Um... But yeah, my old love for that series is coming back. But Love Mode is one of them. And then I've thought of also the school setting, because that is typical of BL, or like a good percentage of the story revolves around school. And it was very difficult for me because I was, you know, I was thinking of something like, as, as um, I can't, I feel bad because I can't go back to the classics because that would mm. be highly inaccessible. I mean, I could say Heart of Thomas and it's a wonderful title, but I don't think a lot of girls these days would be able to immediately latch on either mm. to the aesthetic of the series mm. or second to the emotions of the series yeah. and the, psycho the psyche, so to speak, yeah. of the series. But it's a beautiful title. If you feel like reading it afterwards, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, it's one of the titles that started the genre after all. However, for me, this choice, apart also of being a favorite of mine, but one that I understood has um, a wonderful balance of the genre, of the genre's tropes as well, is... Um, Smells like Green Spirit by Saburo Nagai. And I mm. and I'm like pushing, like I've I've tweeted this to Sublime, like, come on, get this title, even if it's not yours. Oh. Even if it's not Libre. But I hope someday, because see they've they've published Saburo Nagai. Oh. Um, um something like Boys Be Ambitious, I think. That's the title. And it's a hilarious title. But it's too cracked up that um not everyone could read it. But um Smells Like Green Spirit is an I think it's for the modern reader. It's for yeah. the, it's for this generation of kids who are fully aware of, of narratives that are complex. I'd like to think that kids these days are intelligent readers and that they're also conscious of things like representation. They also, I'm not saying that this is the 
best representation of gender issues. But Sabaro Nagai does it in a way wherein it touches gender issues of homosexuals, transsexuals, and even among heterosexuals and perceptions of these gender issues without having to embroil us with the politics of it. Yeah. Uh, and I like that because it felt so natural. And I think even if the story had um, very uncomfortable, I will say this now that there is actually a bit of, um, there is rape, not full rape, but there is some kind of sexual violence done um, in this narrative. And there are very strong opinions about homosexuality in the story. But I think for a modern reader today, those Tumblr kids who want to have that idea of this is a story about a generation who understands gender, mm. then Saburuna Guy does that well. And I think it's a good story to say that BL has gone to this direction as well. Oh, yeah. And that's why I want to do that. And that is like the smart part of it. The best part of it is it's also as shallow as it can get. <laughs> it's cute. It's funny. Saburu Nagai does the balance of it. She also, there's also some drama. There's also some good friendship. And it's also just two volumes of Sublime. If you're listening, come on. <laughs> um, please. Please. You know, uh, um, it's, 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 it's a beautiful title. Uh, well-deserved attention, at least. It's got its own attention in Japan. And, um, yeah. And sadly, there's not a lot of sex in there. In fact, even in love mode, sex there is the magical disappearing penis. So, um, yeah. Uh, I suggest my second act to be a Smells Like Green Spirit. And it's, and it's a good way to, like, make you feel like, ah, oh, you know, this, this is for the reader who's like, um, yeah, I've, feel like BL is just crap. It's like a mm. ton of crap. Like it's they're all like love mode. They're all like shit and giggles. And like after having gone through two volumes, it's like you close it and say, crap. So this is such a good title. I want to read more. And of course that title leads to other titles, things like SDM and other of the smart ones. And not that I'm saying that that is like not not all of them are smart, but I mean for those who want that kind of intensity, for example, yeah. or that uh, questioning or that like discourse on on a lot of things that concern um, queerness of the genre, then that is one great example um, to enter into, especially those who are skeptics of the genre. Uh, and then my last one is actually super last minute, mostly because I had to let go of a favorite. And mostly because my favorite is inaccessible. But um, it was supposed to be um, Komoto Haruko's Itoshi no Nekoke, which to me is a wonderful story that just is immersed in love and romance. And it's not so departed and dramatic, etc. And you can just go through and just go like, oh, all. <laughs> well, just go giggle the entire night reading the story and then grow sob in volume G when they do the yeah, backstory yeah. and then just kind of like enjoy the <laughs> domesticity of it. Mm. But yeah, it's, um, lovely. it's lovely. But uh, sadly, it's really highly inaccessible. I yeah, because no K-Manga went 
Jmanga went down. But I was I've been hoping that some other publisher would pick it up, mm. like rescue it. But apparently that hasn't. That, that um, license rescues for very niche genres and titles are depends. It's relative. Mm. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It was supposed to be Itoshino Nekoke, which is like cute, fluffy thing happening. But I think most accessible <laughs> to many is actually. Um, this is one for an author, but this author also leads to a lot of things. And it's actually one title, and it's Honto Yaju by Yamamoto Kotetsuko. Oh. And it is it is basically for the romantic, for those, for example, who came from shoujo and wants to transition to BL but don't know where. So I have friends who like, you know, I'm not into, I don't feel comfortable reading BL because, you know, it's not cute, etc. And Honto Yaju is one of those, it, it opens in a way wherein it's just so funny and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you're just swept into romance, like the, like um, my favorite, Omawari Sara. He has a name, I know, but to me, he's always like <laughs> Mr. Policeman. Yeah. And he's, he's filled that policeman fantasy so well. And... The thing with Yamamoto Kotetsuko, and in this case, Honto Yaju, and it's a humor that, it's a, I would call it her brand of storytelling that she has kept well for her narrative, is that it makes light humor and romance in a very comfortable way, wherein, yes, there are some, <laughs> there's some she can get insane. Yeah. And, and um, but... The thing is, you've, you're filled with romance after. You're filled with love and, like, you're yeah, just vastly... Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's a really good choice. Like, yeah. somehow I never thought of Yamamoto Kotetsuko, but she's a really good choice for, like, beginners to be. I like, feel yeah. that absolutely perfect choice for that. And, and you can go from her works, and mm. all of them would have that. It's, it doesn't have to be Honto Yaju. It can be Chunchungachun, can be Fukuro-san can be another title and you'd still feel the same way like oh I'm filled with love and then I'm I'm so like I'm like oh my god this is like the waku waku the the, the romantic doki doki side of BL and yeah. uh I think some of her works are available in English too. Yeah, like legally new, be- new beginnings and... new beginnings for example yeah. it's a lovely title by her Asusume yeah. <laughs> Asusume I to recommend uh, Maya's recommendation and then from her, you can also read other works, other authors who have that same um, brand of romance or kind of authors who have their own formula of romance. And if you like Yamamoto Kotetsuko, then you can switch to, let's say, Nekota Yonezo yeah. and kind of like enjoy her, her works as well. <laughs> and then you kind of... And this is my way of telling you, I'm going to desensitize you with my bit. <laughs> like, like, I'm corrupt. This is how I corrupt you. You read the nice fluffy ones, and then, bam. You know, you get, get to Nekota Yonezo, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, actually, uh, I was wondering about this. Like, of course, obviously, because these are all, like, beginner titles, they won't have much that much porn because we don't want to scare people away. Mm-hmm. But what, what kind of, like, you know... If you had to pick, like, 
titles that have like sex in them like is there something you could recommend because me and Irene like we had the perfect solution to this one as well which is uh Monkey Darling uh no no, no but it's like Irene can you like it's it's because it has sex as well you know yeah. this you saw how okay darling I, I I thought she was like I asked you if we were talking about that one you said no yeah, like, uh, Mankai, it's not Mankai, 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 because it is a story that works on the premise of this 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 idea that you can cure homosexuality by having homosexual acts. Like that is the whole premise of the story. Yeah. Two, two guys. Okay, now I remember it. Now. <laughs> yeah, two guys wearing the other one is sort of sort of intentionally stupid and naive enough to think that the other guy who's like, I'm going to. You, I noticed that you have some kind of feelings for your teacher, and I'm going to cure you of being a, a dirty homosexual by having lots of dates and, and gay sex with you. And yes. it's it's completely tongue in cheek. It's completely pointless. Like it's it's just it's it's, it's yaoi by definition. And by yeah, yaoi <laughs> mean yamanashi, ochinashi, minashi, yeah. no, no, Yeah, and it has tons of sex. So yeah. like that would be like no like. It would be like try, throwing the reader to the deep end. Of deep the end of the pool. Yeah. But, yeah. but at the same time, not deep end in the sense of being like too weird. Because all the characters are still kind of sympathetic and fun. and sort of, it's, it's a fun <laughs> title. That's the thing. It's not like too weird in a way that you, you come out being like, my brain is being wrinkled. It's, yeah. It is being wrinkled, but in, in a good way. I don't know why I'm laughing, but I still kind of... I'm and I, I I don't know why I like this, but I do. Yeah, and it's not yeah. dark or violent. Yeah, it's just yeah. like even though like at first it's kind of I don't know if you can call it even dub con or something, but like mm. it's not very like you you won't get like super uncomfortable by like it yeah. being super non consensual or anything. It's not like even if there's lots of sex, it's it's not really dark or violent or anything. So, yeah, it's so it won't scare people away yeah. too much. Yeah, all people all be you. So <laughs> It's really women's expression, and it's really women's ha- women having fun, and it's women's amusement. It's just girls playing with gender and sexuality and all that jazz. And if if you are not having fun reading it, yeah. If you are not, if you are not, it's not so much about escape from whatever. But if if yeah, if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, if you're not entertained by it, if you're not entertained by it, then it's really kind of it really sucks like, yeah. I mean Maya and I going through our trains to Wollongong have been reading BL that I bought on sale in ebook Japan and was gravely disappointed that three of them did not even involve sex yeah like they were like, kissed yeah they were, they were they were nice cute intellectual stories but they didn't make us like 
okay, so what happened now? It's like, I know everything that's happening in your company, but I don't know what's happening in your pants, you know? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, and the, yeah. And the thing about Darling is basically, like, if he can't find that kind of story or that kind of narrative, some kind of form of entertainment or funny, then there is probably not much hope for you in the BL genre because you can you can still appreciate things. You can still appreciate like SM or Nakamura Asumika as standalone titles. But if you want to get into the genre, this is the kind of thing that this we is gold. Yeah, this is this is where we come from. This is our kind of sense of <laughs> this humor. Is this is our kind of like aesthetic of just having fun and being like completely ridiculous. Things because like, like, yeah. um there was one I remember it's either Either porn or superstar, for example. Porn or superstar is a more common one, but there's just one that I really love about um, AV idols, for example, learning about sex techniques. And then there's mm. one um, vibrator company, <laughs> which is about a company designing vibrators, and we we love for, for research purposes. They have to, you know, use it. We we really love uh, Okusan's daily fantasies. That yeah, one it's cute. an amazing title yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that's also awesome. Yeah. And then, um, and in in the land of weird, I was telling um, about this title called Chinsubu. It's from my generation, and and it's yeah, classic yo in its in all sense, wherein um, a, a a school bus of kids get into a accident, and somewhere along the way, um, said there's like souls uh possessed penises like there's this one kid who had such a crush on one guy that he decided to um possess his penis so that he's closer to his crush and <laughs> they kind of like fall in love <laughs> and it's it's glorious and it's amazing and that's how bl should be it should be fun and you shouldn't really think too hard about it and that is the end of that recording. Um, I want to thank Maya and Erin for joining me in that conversation. It was really a fun conversation. And um, for those who read my blog and now for those who are listening to this podcast, as you know, I raised the question to you as well. What would you recommend for your BL starter kit? Um, can tell me your criteria for this list um, in the comments below over Twitter and so on and so forth um, but yeah do let me know I'd love to hear your recommendations and uh, I think it's it's a nice exercise to kind of look back and think of like you know if you really love BL and you read a lot of titles you know it's kind of nice to look back the ones at the at the titles that you truly enjoyed and that you would love for others to read as well and so yeah um send me your comments and if you enjoyed this podcast if you have fun listening to this podcast subscribe to it over at uh itunes or follow the rss and so on and so forth so thank you guys for listening and i don't know when the next podcast will be but hopefully sooner than later so thank you guys for listening bye